Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 274, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Our first reading this weekend is from the wonderful book of Jonah. This delightful and very short book of the Bible is well worth reading in its entirety. We only get a very small but delicious taste of the book of Jonah in today's reading. Prior to this, God has told Jonah to go and preach repentance to the people of the great city of Nineveh. But Jonah hates the people there and does not want to go. And he certainly doesn't want to preach to them repentance because they're his enemies and he's worried that they might turn and repent and be saved. And Jonah didn't want that. Jonah seems to be very happy with the arrangement as it stands at the moment and have everything just as it is. That is, Jonah and his people in God's good books and the people like the Ninevites in God's bad books, marked for destruction. It's all very well complaining about how bad people are who do the wrong thing by us, but what if our enemies were to see the error of their ways and change? They would no longer be our enemies, but allies. And this would require a whole new way of thinking, relating and acting towards them. It's all too much for Jonah, at least when someone is in the category of an enemy, where they've been carefully labelled and we know where they stand. But repentance means a whole new situation. So Jonah runs away in the opposite direction. But we all know you can't run away from God. God pursues him and continues to call on him to deliver God's message of love and God's heartfelt invitation to repent. Jonah does not have a vested interest in these people, but God does. God created the Ninevites as much as God created Jonah and everyone else. God loves them and cares for them too and wants them to turn away from sin and be saved. Jonah, perhaps like us too at times, doesn't want change or surprise. We all bemoan the contrariness of a rival or an enemy, but do we really desire that they change their ways? Because this means new ways of relating to them as well. The slow but sure emerging of the kingdom of God means change and transformation. And that's a painful and challenging and at times unsettling experience. Because it means reordering of values, changing of relationships. It means inviting inside those who were previously outside of God's chosen ones. It also means the possibility that some will find themselves outside who used to be comfortably inside. God has a way of turning things on their head, and for Jonah and the Ninevites, this is one of those great examples. At times, I wonder if we fully appreciate how truly different God's ways are to our ways and thoughts, and what that means for us who are disciples of Christ. In this story of Jonah that we hear in the first reading, you could imagine the half-hearted, almost whispering, calling out of Jonah as he preaches to the Ninevites, Repent now, or in forty days Nineveh will be destroyed. Only to find the people saying, What was that you were whispering? Repent or perish? Oh, okay, we repent. We will change, and immediately. Thank you for this warning. We will truly heed it. Quickly, everyone, proclaim fasting and penance. Jonah was appalled and horrified. You'd smile if it wasn't such a nasty attitude to the Ninevites. They have changed. They will be saved. They're now supposed to be his friends, not his enemies. 
So what does Jonah do? He goes off sulking. He's mortally offended with God. But isn't God right to care about these people as well? Today's readings are really wonderful. Each of them shows a response which is immediate. Firstly, Jonah preaches, and the Ninevites, unlike most of the times in the Old Testament, immediately repent and change. St. Paul calls on everyone to live in the immediate moment, for the day of the Lord is imminent. And of course, Jesus calls his disciples, and they leave immediately. Jesus' call is offering a whole new world, a new vision, and a new set of relationships. The values of the gospel are revealed in their fullness. If the disciples paused and thought about what they were doing, they could have dreamt up all sorts of reasons why they shouldn't go and follow Jesus. Their business affairs, the risks involved, the insecurity, and so on. But they did not let these things get in the way. And thank goodness, they responded to the call straight away. This is not encouraging recklessness because surely Jesus called people after a lot of prayer and discernment and he called disciples whom he had observed were already living in a way that showed their longing for the values of the kingdom that he was about to establish in its fullness. So along comes Jesus and he says, The time has arrived. Come, follow me. And they do, immediately. That's what they've been waiting for. In our lives, Jesus calls each one of us in big and small ways, in daily events and in the people of life that we meet, in our words and actions and priorities. Let us respond to what God is doing in our lives immediately and with trust. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Sing a new song to the Lord, sing to the Lord all the earth. In his presence are majesty and splendor, strength and honor in his holy place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone and good wishes to you all. Welcome as we gather in silence, reflection, prayer and praise to contemplate God and particularly on this Sunday, God's Holy Word. We come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, so let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. 
Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days' walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity 
that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The Word of the Lord Teach me your ways, O Lord. Lord, make me know your ways. Lord, teach me your paths. Make me walk in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour. Remember your mercy, Lord, and the love you have shown from of old. In your love remember me, because of your goodness, O Lord. The Lord is good and upright. He shows the path to those who stray. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor. Teach me your ways, O Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of the world is passing away. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The kingdom of God is near, believe the good news. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. After John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As Jesus went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord
You know, whenever we hear the word conversion, we think it applies to other people. Those who are yet to hear the word of God. That's not us, we think. I'm already here in church. But are we really present, ready to hear and act upon what we hear? That's the real meaning of conversion. Ready to hear, act and transform ourselves. Similarly, when Jesus began his public ministry with the call to repent and believe the good news, to whom was he referring? Was it simply meant for sinners or was it directed at everyone? even the good and those who already believed. But why did they need to repent? Repentance and conversion are the two themes of today's readings. Now many of us find the idea of repentance a disturbing one. To repent means to change one's outlook on life and to adjust one's outlook accordingly. It means a change of heart and a change of life, sometimes even a complete reversal of life. As such, It is bound to be painful, which is why people are so slow to embrace it. Often it's easier to let things stay the same, and we want our beliefs just to be left alone. We may not want to look too deeply or question our values and attitudes in case, in honesty, we find ourselves living a rather shallow and uninformed faith. To answer the call to repentance, one must first have a feeling of dissatisfaction or that something is missing or longing for something better. The conversion experience begins with the realisation that we are not what we could and should be. Of course, this realisation requires, no, it it demands an honesty and a humility that will put an end to our self-deception. So the courage to admit one's guilt to ask for forgiveness and then confront a painful reality. Of course, some people can see where they should be heading but still don't want to move. They want any changes to happen by means of a magic wand with little or no discomfort to our prayer life or our pastoral involvements. Repentance is not simply about feeling guilty. It's about discovering something wonderful about yourself mainly that you have potentialities that you didn't know you had. It can offer you a new, clearer vision, ways of living better, and opening up to a new life with new ways of being with God. To repent means to be converted, and we'd be mistaken in thinking that it's a quick process. In Mark's Gospel, we get the impression that the call of the disciples was both short and instantaneous and that their relationship with Jesus came out of the blue. St John in his Gospel, however, makes it clear that this was not the case. He lets us know that their connection with Jesus had to go through stages of growth, which probably began with them just simply standing in the crowd, listening to him, and then gradually getting to know him personally. Of course, once they met him, they felt the magnetism of his personality. They came to see that the light he shone for them was clear and strong and made possible their decision to follow him. We know then that they literally left everything they had come to value. Their livelihood, their possessions, their security and their family. Complete and utter devotion. We might have thought that they were unbalanced to do such a thing if we ourselves hadn't recognised some of their zeal in our own involvement with Jesus. We know that in order to follow our faith, 
we're called to make similar sacrifices around our ambitions, our securities and plans. And it does often involve moving into the unknown, all potentially confronting for us, until we weigh up what we receive in return. Each time we accept the invitation to follow me, we necessarily need to turn away from something. And that is the price of heeding the call to discipleship. Now we honestly know that when we are left to ourselves, we tend to follow the line of least resistance. Hence, we need someone to challenge us. Someone who has our best interest at heart, who won't let us settle for anything less than the best we are capable of being. And that's what the fishermen discovered for themselves. And their call was too strong to ignore. Of course, realistically, we know that this new way of living and understanding God will not be achieved quickly and painlessly. Otherwise, everyone would opt to do it. Rather, it's a journey and a struggle, which is a necessary facet of the Christian life. A life that is a continuous process of conversion. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We're reminded in the scriptures that our time is limited and that the kingdom of God is close at hand. We now ask the Lord to show compassion to all the needy in our world. For the church, that it may become more and more a sign of God's kingdom in our midst. Lord, hear us. For the nations of the world, that they may work for unity and peace. Lord, hear us. For the disadvantaged, the homeless, the abused people of our world, that the gospel message of repentance and justice may touch the hearts of their oppressors and inspire people to practical action to assist. Lord, hear us. For ourselves, that God will strengthen us to make known Jesus' message enthusiastically, Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, for healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the dead, 
that they may enter the eternal kingdom promised by Jesus, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord God, we have heard your call of repentance to people of every time and place. Convert our hearts to the way of your love and deepen our respect for your holy word in the scriptures. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept our offerings, O Lord, we pray, and in sanctifying them, grant that they may profit us for salvation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just to give you thanks and raise to you a hymn of glory and praise, O Lord, Father of infinite goodness. For by the word of your Son's gospel, you have brought together one church from every people, tongue and nation. And, having filled her with life by the power of your Spirit, you never cease through her to gather the whole human race into one. Manifesting the covenant of your love, she dispenses without ceasing the blessed hope of your kingdom, and shines bright as the sign of your faithfulness, which in Christ Jesus our Lord you promised would last for eternity. And so with all the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, while with all the church as one voice we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son present in our midst when we are gathered by his love and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread, 
and said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ your Son, our Saviour, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favour on the oblation of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us, and grant that by the power of the Spirit of your love we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Lord, renew your church, which is in Brisbane, by the light of the gospel, Strengthen the bond of unity between the faithful and the pastors of your people, together with Francis, our Pope, Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and the whole order of bishops, that in a world torn by strife, your people may shine forth as a prophetic sign of unity and concord. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith only you have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever, there in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, with the apostles and martyrs, and with all the saints, we praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Look toward the Lord and be radiant, let your faces not be abashed. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that receiving the grace by which you bring us to new life, we may always glory in your gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Heartfelt thanks to you all for uniting in prayer and reflection upon God's word and giving thanks for God's overflowing goodness and care. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelt, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988, 2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be I will